Welcome everyone to the Wild Will Throwdown episode 7 presented by White's Auto Sales for a nice newer used car. Contact White's Auto Sales at 812-794-2886 or go visit them at 1311 US 31 in Austin, Indiana. And of course, now joining me on the hotline, none other than my co-host here at the Wild Will Throwdown, Mr. Hawk Harold Adams. Hawk, welcome today, sir. Uh, we have a ton to talk about. Mother Nature may have let us get it in, but I do believe there was somewhat kind of a full moon somewhere in the universe because it seemed like it was wild at every short track in the area. Yeah, well, how's it going, everybody? So, yeah, we uh, we had quite an eventful uh, racing weekend, as you said. Yeah, Mother Nature finally cooperated somewhat. We still had to look over our shoulders a lot and kind of look at the skies. But we got the racing in and a whole lot of other stuff as well. I tell you what, uh, you talk about that, you know, Mother Nature still running a rampage here in the area and uh, the extended forecast, I'm not saying anything it can change. Obviously, every week we go through this, but it does look like we're somewhat starting to get a dry spell. I truly do believe we're going to get a dry spell. You know how August is around here in late June, July. I believe the rain's going to wind up uh, kind of slowing down and uh, we may wish for that uh here before long but uh, for right now let's hope the rain stays away we still had some other nature issues this week we'll talk a little bit about that uh but uh man today's episode gonna be full uh do not have a guest this week uh one of our guests that was supposed to come on we uh, had to reschedule that he will be on next week we'll let you know who that is here shortly uh later on uh, this week or so but we're gonna talk a lot about racing today uh we got a lot of things to look forward to We're going to preview the upcoming weekend here at the end of the show. We're going to kind of go over some of the results at the beginning of the show, uh, but let's get to it. And uh, Hawk, guess what? Uh, It's time for the topic of the week, and I believe it's my turn, sir. Yes, it is. So let's do it. Let's talk about one word that every driver in America does not want to hear. Can you guess what that would be, Hawk? Well, besides rain, I don't know. Penalties. Oh, yes. The P word. Now, penalties. I'm just not talking about one penalty. I'm talking about penalties galore. Most tracks have many more than one penalty. You know, um, people always often question, what is a penalty for this? Or what is a penalty for that? Is this a harsh enough penalty? Or should I go a little more harder uh is there three strikes and you're out kind of deal or do you keep letting them come back well that seems to be the discussion over every short track in america and i can tell you what we do at circle city raceway on some of this i I, you know i'm not talking about one specific rule that you've broken i mean it could be as far as car parts or it could be as far as jumping the start but yeah let's talk about that for a second the good old do not fire until you hit the cone, right, or the start zone, or the restart zone, whatever you want to call it. Well, see, at Circle City, you know, dirt is kind of different. You know, two shots, you're out. You know, is it a full row penalty? Is it just the leader penalty? Well, we have a full row penalty. So if you jump the start twice, you know, slap on the wrist the first time, second time you do it, you're going back a row. Um, just talking about a lot of different penalties. You know, what do you do if your top three go to the scale? You know, some tracks have the top five report for tech. Most dirt tracks, you go over the scales. Top five have to weigh a certain number. I believe late models, it's uh, 2350, 2450, somewhere in that area. But uh, 
you know, penalties, what's your take on penalties, Hawk? Do you think some tracks have a little too leniency, or do you think some tracks are too hard, or what's your view on penalties? I know you hear it every week, everywhere we go. Penalties. What do you think? Yeah, um, it's such a, a big, vast thing that, uh, you know, like you said, it includes a lot of different little intricacies, if you will. I said that right. Uh, different tracks, you know, just the the way the tracks are in the different divisions. So you got a lot of, a lot of different variances there. Uh, you know, some tracks try to really come down hard on stuff and probably too much, you know, but, you know, sometimes the drivers like that until it's them that get the penalty. And that's where that comes into play. And something I always think about, you know, they like these penalties, but whenever they get the penalty, they think that they've been done wrong because it's not right. So, a lot of these drivers feel there's a big gray area in there. And, you know, it's like, well, if it's not in the rules, well, I can do this. Or you didn't say I could, couldn't do this. There's no matter what you do, there's going to be that gray area. Someone's going to kind of come up with something to kind of make like a loophole. And, uh, you know, and it, it's amazing. It's been going on for years and years, and it'll probably always be like that. Well, well sure. You know, look – Eddie and I, Eddie Van Meter and I had this conversation and we talked about it. You know, every driver is going to push the limits, you know, and that's just a driver. Look at NASCAR. Sometimes they fail tech inspection two times and have to go back through the line and three times you're in trouble, you're starting at the back. But drivers are always going to try to push those limits. I don't care what driver you are. You can say it all you want. If you can think... Let's just rephrase that. If you think you can get away with that, you're going to try it. Yeah, and uh, and there's a lot of drivers that's uh, you know they look at it that way and they look and study you know the rules and yeah. the penalties and they think of how they can uh, you know get around that and then you know these drivers are pretty smart you know if you think about it that way they're, I know I know different drivers through the years that they seem like they're the ones that kind of instigate certain things and have created rules. Yeah, there's one rule. Let's let's talk about that. There's one rule that I never liked, and I'm going to be honest because you know we're honest on this show, right? Because it's just opinionated. You know, somebody may have a different opinion than I do, which is fine. There is one rule I don't like, and that was the tap rule. You know, <laughs> if yeah. you wreck the guy, yeah. let's be honest. Ninety percent of those drivers aren't going to tap the the roof of their car, right? They're going to send that other guy in the back with them. So, yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, I agree with that. But, you know, me and you worked Mount Lawn last year a lot, and they had that tap rule there. And, you know, I was very surprised at how many times I've seen drivers tap out on it. So, uh, you know, it, it works both ways, I guess. It just depends on the division, maybe, and the track. But uh, surprisingly enough, it actually, they kind of, you know, went the other way on that. And, uh, you know, I was as surprised as you, but yeah, I, it, you know, it, it seems like a weird rule, you know, as far as how things go with the drivers and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying on that. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to make wrestling rules, tap out, you might as well just let them get out and fight right there on the checkerboard. Yeah. We, you know, you know easy enough to get a wrestling ring in there. <laughs> it's about I the same. I thought size. that would be a good idea anyway at the end of the night. You know, anybody that had quarrels, <laughs> I think it'd be, <laughs> you have a sellout crowd. 
I tell you what, you would have a sellout crowd, and I would have the popcorn at ringside, and I would just man that I could I could think of thousands of guys and girls in my head that would be in that ring at the end of the night if they had quarrels. So yes, I understand, but you know, bottom line is rules are rules, right? You you go to different tracks, you have different aspects of rules. And we could get into a whole other conversation about modifications and different parts and pieces on a different car, UMP dirt car modified versus a, a crate late model or a super late model. We could talk about front wheel drives versus uh, pro front wheel drives. We can talk about street stocks versus pure stocks. There's a thousand things we can talk about, but I would always advise a driver to go to that page, that Circle Cities page, that Speed Drums page, the Sports Drums page. Wherever track you're competing at, go by those rules. And if you don't think, if you think, okay, the golden rule for me, not, you know, treat everybody like you wanted to be treated. The golden rule for me in racing is if you don't think your car fits those rules, then nine times out of 10, it's not going to. Yep. You're right, and one of the biggest phrases you always hear is, you're not cheating unless you get caught. There you go. Well, that was and the time. you know that applies a lot. Oh, gosh. You know, <laughs> a thousand times over. You know, it's uh, it's unbelievable. You know, it's I do not. Wanna, yeah. Go ahead. I do want to bring this up real quick while we're at it here. I was mentioning about how some drivers have actually created rules. I want to bring up a thing that happened this past week at the sports drum. I just – happen to remember this and I wanted to bring this up in the Ford Crown Vicks they had a there was a driver came and he had these big wings on top of the car I uh, yeah I got like, you big wings and so everybody was looking like what is this and everything and I even asked the guy he goes hey there's nothing in the rules that said I can't have them on there so guess so, what there it is so, yeah so now there's a big discussion and I'm I almost guarantee there'll be some kind of rule written this week about that because there was a lot of discussion about that and I didn't take all night to get into all the details on that one. So we'll just wait and see, you know, but there you go right there. Well, well, that's a great point you brought up because if there is not a rule in the rule book or the rule manual, then why not do it? Uh, If that track or drivers, fellow competitors do not like it, they can, you know, talk to whoever they need to talk to and, they have to determine that if they want to maybe slap that in the rule book. Uh, but look, drivers are smart. They're the smartest people mechanically. Some of them are, some of them aren't. All right, let's be honest. But these drivers, man, that they can they they push the limits for a reason. They know. Some of them mechanically know. You know what I mean. Some of these drivers have been around cars their whole lives. Let's talk about the Fords for a moment. You know, it seems to be a topic of discussion, but what makes a Crown Vic, where did Crown Vics come from primarily? They were police enforcers, right? right? They were the cars that chased the criminals. Okay. What did that motor in that Crown Vic have to have in it? All right, let's talk about this. A sheriff car versus a state trooper car. All right. Well, you know what I'm talking about. Chips. Yeah. Computer chips, right? Some people yep. out there that don't know about this, where really you put a computer chip, and there's people that don't know this. You mean there's computer chips and engines? Well, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's going to add you some horsepower. 
Yep, yep. And there's a lot of old school people that doesn't quite up to date on that stuff. But like you said, there's others that really, really get into it. And I always say some of those guys like that are racing 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> no doubt. But regardless, you know, that was our topic of the week, penalties. You know, it's fascinating to me, the different penalties. We go, you and I, we travel to a lot of different tracks throughout the nation and whatnot, and we uh, see different rules. You know, we just went through this at Circle City. Pure stocks, I love them to death. But there are so many different divisions of pure stocks, factory stocks, street stocks that people would categorize as a pure stock. You know, it's really different because we posted rules that we, we didn't know. Some of them now have different carburetors, factory stocks this, factory stocks that. So we finally kind of all went to the conclusion of Charleston uh, rules, Charleston Speedway over in Illinois. We finally went with their rules. But my point is, there there's if you have a pure stock, if you have any kind of car, it does not mean that you could take that car and go to another track and it be legal. Yes. I know though there was always a myth about that on dirt tracks, but I'm finding out this year, especially you with those pure stocks, that's, that's not always the case. No, no, not at all. But uh, anyways, that was a great discussion today. You know, penalties, if, you know, we, we talk more about this throughout the year and on the Wildwell Throwdown podcast, it's uh, very cool. And, um, man, we have a lot more to talk about today. But, uh, Hawk, uh, no guests this week, but uh, we're going to talk about some results from this past week. Like we mentioned, Mother Nature let us race here in the area, but uh, we kept looking over our shoulder, had a few delays here and there. But uh, I was up at the Salem Speedway this past Saturday night. Finally, finally the season opener at the famed High Banks. And we had a great night of racing. The on-site plumbing and heating air crown Vicks on the quarter mile. J. Rob Masterson picked up the win there. The Salem Speedway supercars, Joe Cooksey in the 51, Todd Kemp, Michael Basham, and Will Kimmel, the four cars. That division is growing. But, man, Hawk, that race was a great race. Four cars, but it was great. The race started. Will Kimmel lost power, felt bad for him. He had to scratch. Um, And then, you know, Todd Kemp and then number nine was riding back in that third spot. But, man, two of the ARCA veterans was battling it out. Joe Cooksey and in for Scott Melton was Michael Basham. How about that? Yeah, sounds like they got something really going there. And once that thing starts growing, it sounds like it's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, there's five or six cars being built as we speak. And then, oh, man, heartbreak. It was down to a few laps. Michael Basham loses power. Joe Cooksey pulls away, and Todd Kemp gets scored in that second spot. That was a good race. 25 laps was the distance on that. The Mike's Mufflers and Brakes Crown Vicks on the high banks. That was, of course, exciting. Lap 1 to 75 was exactly like the 200. Close racing all the way through. Tire game. I always called it tire game. Daniel Durrett saved his tires, fell all the way back. Get this. He was down almost half a track. That's how much he saved his tires. Within 25 laps to go or a little bit over the halfway point, Daniel, man, he let it go like a rocket ship. He came up there, battled with Jerry Payne. It was a great race. Rain delay happened in that one. It was very quick. We did not. There's a lot of myths going. I'm going to go on and clear the air right now. I'm going to clear it right now because you know how social media is, right? Yep. No. 
I was calling that race. We did not let the Crown Vicks race on the high banks in the rain. Okay? That, that was a myth. I was sitting right there. I know there's some people talking about, well, they let them race it in the rain, you know, just trying to stir the pot a little bit, if you will. We had them run around the track very slow, under pace laps while the mist fell. We made sure the track was green. The track was great. It was ready to go, and it was a great finish. Nobody got hurt. Nobody raced in the rain on the high banks. Yes, that is dangerous. It's different than Sportstrom being on a figure-eight course where they're getting not minimal or maximal speed, but we, we would definitely not do that on the high banks. Nick Bohannon and Glenn Luckett wouldn't let that happen, so I just wanted to clear the air there. And then, of course, a great Diesel Boys LLC gas series, the Great American Stocks, Heath Helton. I call it the trifecta. He was the overall fastest qualifier. He was the overall practice, and he picked up the win at the end of the night. Uh, thanked God, uh, the most important, of course, man of faith here. I like him for that reason. And Austin Baum and the Baum's um, supply, number 74, picked up the win. And Skeeter Crumb, the 2021 Great American Stock Champion, finished third. Great night at Salem Speedway. And now I'm going to jump up to Indianapolis Speedrome. Mark Tunney and Steve Durham picked up heat race wins in the Phyllis Tunney Memorial Night. How about this? Browns Oil Service Late Model Figure 8, top three. Get this, Harold. Chad Sizemore comes back, picks up the win. Doug Gregg second, and here it is, Dana Tunney with that podium spot. How about that? Yeah, I mean, of all the Tonys, right, that would be the last one you would guess that would finish ahead of all the other ones. But I'll tell you what, he, I mean, I guess it's in his DNA and everything, and he is quickly picking up on this figure eight stuff. Oh, no, he is, no doubt. I agree with you. Dana is getting better and better as it goes. Also in action, Shelbyville Auto Parts Street Stocks. Third place, Larry Hahn. Second place, Kevin Smith. Get this, Hawk. Joe Gonder Jr. picked up the win that night after uh, the last time we saw him out in the street stocks wasn't that pleasant. No, you you had that famous picture that you posted. <laughs> you got a lot of publicity on that one, so it's great to see him come back and get the victory. Absolutely. Uh, very proud of him. Circle City Pyrotechnics Jr. Fast Carts. Three features. Feature one with Chris Britton Jr., Feature two, Elena Hathaway and Ava Curry picked up feature three. And the Infinity Custom Flooring Legend Series, Ashton Morello picked up the win there. And Hawk, to say the least, it was a wild night at the Sportstrom Speedway. Uh, that's putting it mildly. and uh, But yeah, we finally got some racing in, and that was all part of the deal. Uh, yes, because uh, the track had been uh, silent for the last three weekends because of... Uh, Thunder over Louisville. We had a rain out in there off for Derby. So we have a lot of breaks here anyway. We had that rain out there in the middle. So it basically had been a month since we had seen some racing. And when you take a lot of time off like that, sometimes things kind of build up and uh, these guys are just chomping at the bit to get out there and race. And I think everybody's a little over anxious, I think. And uh, there was just a lot of action out there. I mean, some of it unnecessary. Some of it was just hard racing and everybody getting in each other on a short quarter mile. But uh, overall, the fans definitely got their money's worth. Uh, looking at these uh, results here real quick, the Kentucky and Tankwash Modified Figure 8 Division, we've seen their highest car count of the season. Jeremy Mitchell uh, finally got that thing uh, wrapped and got that thing running good and handling good and had his best run and uh, picked up the victory there in the modified figure eight division. That's good to and really, you I, know, going to pause on mm -hmm. that. It's really good to see Jeremy Mitchell come back in that uh, number four Logston owned ride. You know, I even see Hawk. Uh, I always look, I want to give you a shout out to you. You always do good with race eight and you post the pictures and stuff. 
man, it's really cool to see that kind of that Logston car mixed with a little bit of flair from Jeremy Mitchell. Yeah, the um, colors. Yeah. Oh, yes. It was a beautiful ride. I told him. I said, man, I guess all you had to do is put a nice wrap on this thing, and it got faster all of a sudden. <laughs> So they've made all kinds of improvements every which way around. So I know they had been disappointed with, uh, you know, their the way the car had handled and, and their, their results and everything so far. But uh, this time they just look solid as a rock. So he's going to be tough to beat the rest of and there's no doubt about that. Uh, yes, moving on to ICA Dumpster Sportsman Division. Royce Harmon made a late race pass on Austin Williams to take the victory there in a 25-lap feature. Uh, going to the affordable Fords, uh, excuse me, let's, let's look at the race eight, Merrill Beerman excavating front wheel drive oval division. It was Jamie Beerman Harbin, the defending uh, champion, winning the heat race and the feature. Uh, then going to the affordable Fords on the oval. Uh, heat race winners, Jacob Robertson, Peyton Whitsett, Obie Shelton, Jeremy Porter, Ricky Puckett, and Justin Bear. Uh, in the feature events for the ovals, A, B, and C, they had enough for three features again. Uh, good to see the A feature winner, Carter Cook, young man really improving his skills, and uh, he got the victory there. Joshua Chris in the B feature, Ken Tungett in the C feature. And then on the Ford figure eight division, it was Ricky Puckett uh, grabbing the victory in that one. So, uh, as I said, uh, yes, it was, uh, a lot of, uh, discussions, if you will, that night. I know there's a lot of talk on social media, you know, there's just, just a lot of different, uh, different views on how things went down. But I mean, you know, uh, sometimes it just happens that way. You know, it, it, it just, everybody was just, like I said, anxious to get out there and everybody was just trying to, to win on the first lap sometimes, you know, that was yeah. part of the problem, but uh, that that just happens. You're talking about, of course, the modified figure eight division. Um, you know that that was a wild race. You know, I never understood that. I, I know you you're excited to win uh, or to be up there, and I get it. Sports Trump Speedway, 25 laps. You, you have a lot. You know, it's kind of short, but uh, you know that always saying you cannot win on the first lap and. Unfortunately, it showed a lot of good cars in that race that I think had a chance to win, just uh, possibly ruined that. Yeah, um, part of the deal is, too, is a lot of people just kind of wonder about that. I mean, you got short track. It's it's tight, flat turns. And part of it, too, you have to remember, too, is, is the lineups. You know, it, they go by the average points, and the ones with the highest points are in the back. So you you've basically got your best cars – in the back of the field. So you're always going to have those, that push. And so I think they're at the first lap or two, those guys are anxious to kind of get the jump on the guy next to them. If they see a hole, they're going to, they're going to go for it. Sure. And that happens with dirt a lot. You know, um, I say the same thing about our track, you know, it's just part of the short track racing deal. It's unfortunate, but Hey, you know, it happens, but uh, we'll get more into what's coming up here shortly uh, at the Jeffersonville sports drum speedway. Mike Gibson and everyone doing a great job down there, as always. Paragon Speedway, the Nelson Contracting Bombers. Austin Leitzman won that one. Katie Grevesby and Ethan Litton finished in that third spot. The Mooresville Welding Superstocks, Lee Hobbs, Josh Litton, and Justin Litton. Two Littons in second and third. The TQ Midgets, Connor Wolf, 
Um, Ashley Albertson and Johnny Goff. I believe they're getting ready to make an appearance at our track this Friday. We'll talk about that. Modifieds, Adam Strickler. Now, I want to talk about these three drivers. They had the Mod Mania, I believe, is what the Modified Mafia. Uh, it was a big modified event at Paragon. Adam Strickler, Tyler Nicely, and Josh Harris, three of the most biggest top modified drivers in the country. Top three does not surprise me there. Uh, Jessup, Logistics 410 Sprint Cars, a driver that will be making an appearance at Circle City here soon. CJ Leary, big-time sprint car driver, Jake Scott, and Brandon Spencer. Big race up at the Bloomington Speedway, the Rodney Strong Memorial. We talked about the purse last week. Hawk, Superstocks, Kel Kern, and the number 77 picked up the win. The IMCA Race Saver 305 Sprint Cars. Ryan Tussing win that one. Uh, won that one. And the 410 non-wing sprints, Ty Mahako won that one. And the Modifieds, Cole Falloway, Kyle Steffens, and Austin Holcomb from down in North Carolina. I know that name because when I was down in Fayetteville, North Carolina, with my wife who was military, uh, 2017, Austin Holcomb was from that area, and he would race at all the big dirt tracks down there, and he is a heck of a wheel, man. He won a lot as well. Now, Brownstown Speedway did start the show. They did open the show. I believe they might have got hot laps in. Uh, unfortunate, rain came down, canceled that show, so the Mother Nature didn't have any kind of mercy on that one. Up at our friends at the Painesville Speedway up in Painesville, Ohio, the compact figure eight, Melvin Martin picked up the win, the old school figure eight. Eric Lehman picked up the win. Figure eight Iron Man, 23 of MJ Reed. Warriors, the 47X of Zach Bruncala. TQ Midgets, 88X of Kyle Hutchinson. And the Chargers, the eight, uh, Andrew Lawson's 56. Now, here's the interesting thing. They went to Lorraine Raceway Park. Maggio family owns that one as well. It's about, uh, I would say, almost an hour west of the Painesville area. The Ace Racing League, 21 of J. Teague. Modifieds. Number two for him at Payne's, or excuse me, Lorraine. Number two, 37 of Spencer Steinman picked up the win. The Chargers, 64 of Zach Myers. The Outlaw Sprint Cars, Frank Neal's number 88. How about this, Hawk? TQ Midget winner, 88X Kyle Hutchinson. Won the night before at Paynesville. How about that? Yeah, I'd say he had a pretty good weekend up there, so uh, congrats to that young man. And, uh, of course, we want to talk a little bit about Paynesville. We'll get closer to the July 8th show. Third annual Buckeye Figure A Nationals coming up. Race fans, if you can make it up to that track for that show, Hawk is finally going to make it, I believe, for the first time in three years. Hawk, that's hard for me to say. Three years, this is the third running of the Buckeye Nationals, and you're just maybe going to make an appearance. That's hard to believe. Three years. Yeah, I mean, I really wanted to go the first two times for sure, but uh, <laughs> certain things kept me from it. The first time, I couldn't even walk, so I had a pretty good excuse on that one. Oh, you didn't miss nothing but crazy, but they, they, that was crazy up there. Let's just say that uh, that first annual one was crazy uh, in a good way. Uh, you know, Painesville, Randy and his dad and mom, man, they were putting so much effort into Painesville uh, that they've reconstructed a little bit of the track and the uh, the apron, if you will. Man, so many outlaw drivers, just how they treat the outlaw drivers and or late model figure eight drivers, for those of you who call them late model figure eight, uh, it, it's unheard of. You know, I've never been to a driver's meeting, Hawk, that the promoter or owner asked the drivers for the recommendation and do it. How about that? Yeah, I mean, he runs a great show up there. I love that track anyway. Every time I've been up there, it's just, a, it's got a great feel to it. You know, there's a lot of history there, nice old track, and it just looks great. Uh, you can see real well, and like I say, he runs it really well, and 
you know, they like to run that figure eight up there. So it's really good that the outlaws are gaining a lot of strength up there. And I'll be happy to be up there to see it this year. Yep. Hawk, uh, for those of you who don't know, going to be on the mic with me. I'm very excited for that. And uh, Hawk will, you know, here's the thing about you, Harold. Uh, we, we've been doing the, uh, until I got with Salem, I uh, haven't been going as much. But we did the Halloween Festival Speed, and we've we've done some things over there. But fans love it. You like going out and interacting with the great fans in Ohio. Uh, yeah, I've had pretty good time up there, especially there in Lorraine. Uh, so I'll be happy to uh, mingle around a little bit in uh, Painesville. I know uh, I think Doodle kind of <laughs> kind of took over a little bit there. We'll see if we can uh, keep him uh, tamed down a little bit. But I know he's a big fan favorite up there, so. We'll uh, we'll let them get their taste of doodle. Oh, it's going to be great. We're we're so excited for that weekend and to be back up there with our Northern Ohio friends. We're very excited for that. Up at the Anderson Speedway, it was the McGunnell Engine Performance Late Models. Danny Trent picked up the win. The Thunder Cars went to Ronnie Rose Vintage Wrench Ford Pro Division. Noah Allison. And how about this? The Ohio Wheelman Series, Jimmy Kirby. And I don't know if you saw the video or not, Hawk, but that was a wild start. Uh, yes, uh, that looked like a major mayhem on that uh, track there. That was crazy. A lot of tore up cars. And again, a racing deal. I believe that car in front kind of broke something. You know, it was we didn't they were didn't know it was going to happen, but it was just unfortunate regardless. But uh, all right, let's talk about some of the previewing of the upcoming schedule. Weather looks good so far. Friday at forty percent chance, but yeah, we'll, we'll overlook that. Up at the Circle City Raceway, where I call home this year as being Director of Race Operations, we're having a huge event, and I mean huge. The second annual C.J. Raber Memorial. C.J. was loved by so many, and a couple of those guys still race his chassis and whatnot. So, uh, man, it's going to be a great show. $10,000 to win, sanctioned by the Ultimate Heart of America Super Late Models. The Boss, the Buckeye Sprint Car Series going to be with them, and the All-Star TQ Midgets. That's going to be a huge show coming up this Friday night. And, Hawk, what's going on down at the Sports Drum this Saturday night? Yeah, this Saturday, May 20th, they'll be back in action. Got a special event uh, for the ICA Dumpster Sportsman Division, the third annual Smokies Discount Tobacco Outlet Triple 25 as your main event. Also on the card will be the Ford Oval Ford Figure 8, and the Ford Powder Puff. The ladies will be in action this week. Also, uh, the return of the Smack Talkers. So, uh, some people always talk, what is a Smack Talker? Well, some people call them grocery getters, enduro cars, uh, clunkers, you know, (laughs) whatever you want to call them. But basically, uh, front-wheel drive cars and minivans, basically labeled for the junkyard. Just put a number on it, the door plate, some belts and go out there and have a little fun until the thing blows up and we'll get another <laughs> one. So it's, you know, it's just a lot of fun out there. So that's what it's all about. Trying to get a lot of people involved in racing, you know, get them started. It's a good way to get your feet wet is with, with those smack talkers. Oh yeah, no doubt. You know, anytime you can get in racing as a fan, I, I've seen some fans in the stands, they would always see in these race cars, but they could never afford it. You know, it's, it, it's not cheap. And now that, kind of that gives them an option to go out and buy maybe a $250 or $300 junk car. And, you know, like you said, put a door plate on it, get ready to go and have some fun out there. Maybe win a little cash and a little trophy as well. So it's pretty cool. 
Lawrenceburg Speedway off getting ready for the 29th. Hawk, I think you and I talked about maybe going up there possibly. We don't know yet, but uh, Monday, Memorial Day, is going to be a huge show. And, uh, you know, we ain't there yet, but uh, we ain't here to talk about it yet. But uh, that's the reason they're off. They're prepping for that show, the World of Outlaw Sprint Car Series coming in. going to be a fun night. Brownstown Speedway, of course, Jim Price and the gang over there. Always love visiting them. The P3 Graphics Indiana Late Model Series, the Pro Crate Late Models in Action, the Pewter Hall Super Stocks, the All-in-One Pulls Pure Stocks, the Haymaker Custom Hornets. Glad to see them have a sponsor there for them. Flag to Flag Media Crown Vicks. Matt Lamar, good to see him sponsoring the Crown Vicks at Brownstown Speedway. So very cool there. Florence Speedway, fan appreciation night, discounted admission, all divisions and actions, including 500 to win for Hornets. Paragon Speedway, big night as well. Jessup Logistics, 410 Sprint Cars, the Mooresville Welding Street, uh, excuse me, Superstocks, Nelson Contracting Bombers, Williams Tree Service Hornets, USSA Mel Kenyon Midgets, and Midwest Sprint Car Series. And uh, my buddy, uh, Mr. Kevin Bear, going to be there as well. He's my race director at Circle City. That's his series he owns, so good luck to them. The Indianapolis Speed Drone, Mini Late Model Oval and Figure 8 Factory Front Wheel Drive, third annual Crazy Car Memorial 116, Adult Fast Carts, Ford Oval, Ford 8. And how about this, uh, Hawk? They added this. The Browns Oil Service Spring Shootout Tune-Up 50. How about that? Yes, they uh, were scheduled to be off and, uh, you know, is basically getting ready for next week's big spring shootout event, the 90-minute enduro. But uh, a lot of the drivers wanted to have another race this week, and, uh, you know, Kevin Garrigus was able to put it together with them, and there it is on the schedule. Yeah, and how about let's give a shout-out to Crazy Car Memorial 116. That That is pretty cool. This is also the third annual. Uh, seems to be third annual forever thing, but uh, I think we went to the first. Maybe did we go to the last year one? I don't know if we went. Uh, I know we went to the first one, I believe. Uh, it was one of those. We went to one of them, yeah. Yeah, we went to one of them, and uh, you know, everyone knows uh, Crazy Carl's son, uh, Carl. Um, everyone around Indianapolis Speedrome knows who he is, and uh, just you, you have to love him. Uh, he thought the world of his dad when he raced, and you know, Crazy Carl. You know, for those who don't know, ran a front wheel drive for years, and that's why this is the factory front wheel drive third annual. And uh, he was very dedicated to front-wheel drive uh, racing, and uh, that's pretty cool they're having that memorial for him, Hawk. Yeah, and uh, I, know, I know a lot of those drivers there, of course, in the front-wheel drive, and uh, that's one of those races where they get a lot of little bonuses for this and that and the other. And uh, race eight, myself, always do one of the bonuses, so I'll be doing a, another uh, bonus this year uh, for that third annual race. Awesome. Good to see. I know you're a big front-wheel drive guy yourself, so... Very cool. Good luck to them as well in that event. Plymouth Speedway, a track that me and you are trying to go to. Uh, this is one I've always wanted to go to. Never been there yet. New owners, I uh, believe. Uh, didn't you say Plymouth used to be a figure eight track? It's been a lot of different things. It was a asphalt. It was dirt. Then it was both. Then it went back to asphalt. And, and back way back when it was asphalt, it was a there was a figure eight track there. It actually had, I think, an IOFS race there once or twice. Oh, that's cool. I did not know that. That's pretty neat. Uh, so cool. Saturday, May twentieth, Outlaw Late Models, Sportsman Late Models, Street Stocks, Front Wheel Drives, Hornets, and Factory Fords. That's pretty cool there that they're at at the Fords as well. Lincoln Park Speedway, four ten Sprint Cars, Dirt Car UMP Modifieds, Indiana Super Stocks, and Bombers in action. 
Our friends up at the Painesville Speedway, Saturday, King of the Ohio Street Stock Series, Compact Series 2, Figure 8 Ironman Series. They're going to also have the Pure Stocks, Rising Stars, and the Compact Figure 8. Bloomington Speedway up in Bloomington, Indiana is going to have 410 Sprints, Super Stocks, Hornets, and Race Saver 305s. A little bit of the National Tour Series, Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Car Series at the 300 Raceway Friday and 34 Raceway on Saturday. The World of Outlaws Case Construction Late Models at the Marion Center Ferry Fairgrounds. Uh, Port Royal Speedway as well in Pennsylvania. And then, of course, NASCAR. And I want to give a shout-out to all the locals racing at North Wilkesboro. Uh, they've revamped that track, put millions of dollars in it. NASCAR All-Star Weekend, NASCAR Cup Series going to be racing there as well. Truck's going to be racing there, and uh, a lot of different uh, drivers down there right now in the super late model ranks. I know uh, Eddie Van Meter's son, Billy Van Meter's down there racing a super late model, so uh, they had over 50 entries, so pretty cool to see that. But, uh, Hawk, uh, that's about all we got today. Hopefully, Mother Nature is going to cooperate, but you know what? We forgot to announce something. Talk about uh, I-65 Speedway, what they got going on next week. Yes, they actually do have something going on next week because this week, of course, here we go with Mother Nature. Uh, rained out the races this week on Wednesday the 17th. Uh, we just had too much rain on Tuesday night, or Tuesday afternoon, I should say. Just a very hard torrential rain there for a while. Just made things too swampy and too too muddy. So the track condition wasn't going to be favorable. So they have pushed everything back one week. So they only race once a month. So they pushed that back a week. So next Wednesday, May 24th, We'll be back on the schedule with the UMP Modifieds, the UMP Hornets, the Fords, and the Pure Stops. And, uh, you know, Scottsburg is a really cool track. You know, we didn't know how the surface was going to hold up um, when it happened. But, uh, man, Hawk, I was very impressed. Uh, yes. I mean, uh, like I said, uh, I think a lot of people kind of anticipated it wouldn't be so great. So with the fact that it was good, it was very positive vibe by everybody. And, and like I said, though, too, I said, now they set the bar pretty high, you know. So with this track condition, the way it would have been with all this rain and mud, I think they was, uh, you know, thinking that it probably wouldn't hold on what it did the last month. So it's probably best to just hold off another week and uh, we'll go yeah, absolutely, and, uh, you know, talking about a little bit of things, Hawk, uh, I believe Mount Lawn Speedway has a huge race this weekend as well, uh, so we want to wish them the best of luck uh, coming up. So uh, talking about them, opening day, they had that uh, May 50s return this weekend, the Wooten Automotive Modifieds, JW Photography Stock Compacts, Redbones Pizza Crown Vicks Pro Compacts, and Legends at May 20th Mount Lawn Speedway. But that's going to wrap up the show today, everyone. Uh, we appreciate it uh, very much. That's going to do it. Uh, as always, I want to thank everyone at Dirt 2 Media for the platform and editing the Wild Will Throwdown. I want to thank my title sponsor, Brandon White, for his help in sponsoring the show. I want to thank my co-host, Mr. Hawk Carroll Adams, for being the co-host of the Wild Will Throwdown. Without him, I couldn't do this. Most importantly, I want to thank the drivers, crews, fans, and everyone tuning in each week to the Wild Will Throwdown. For now, I'm Will Greenwell. He's my co-host, Hawk Carroll Adams, and we will see you around the turn.